This is the Becoming Men podcast. Gentlemen, welcome to the Becoming Men podcast brought to you by thebecomingmen.com. I am still your host, Ray Delanuesa. And guys, guess what? This is still the podcast for men like you on their masculine journey. In just a minute, you're actually going to hear the recap episode for episode 041. Man, I can't wait to get into it. But before I do, I actually want to give you a little bit of background of why I do these recap highlight debriefs, whatever it is that you want to call it. There's never a time in the military where government money isn't committed to an operation that does not have a debrief that follows it. Essentially, we come in and the most junior guy to the most senior guy, we're all in there sharing what it is that we learned, sharing what it is that we did right and what we did wrong. And so by doing that, we can actually activate learning at a different level. So that's what I'm trying to do here. Bring you guys the highlight of the podcast episodes and be able to give you some of the things that we took away from it and some of the insights that came even after the conversation. Before I jump into this week's recap, though, I want to give you the podcast review of the week. This week's podcast review just happens to be a five star. I'm not biased here. I'm just reading from the screen. Okay. Now um, it is titled, what is a man? And this is what it says. That's a big question, isn't it? Although some may see masculinity as something that culture defines and thus changes, true masculinity is outlined for us through scripture. The Becoming Men podcast helps share that biblical blueprint of what being a man truly means. This podcast is a continuous reminder of turning to God and living life through sacrifice. It will challenge you with the purpose of changing you into someone more like the king. Man, that captures everything that I'm trying to do here. So thank you for taking the time to leave that podcast review. Guys, if you haven't done so already, head over to iTunes, head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review because that stuff right there helps get this podcast in front of other men. By the way, I am also giving away free Starbucks gift cards. So Really what I'm saying is if you take the time to leave me a podcast review, send me a screenshot of it. My email address is actually going to be down below and I will send you digitally. It makes much more sense. I'll send you a free cup of coffee to Starbucks. So, hey, it's the least I can do for your time. Episode 041 was a conversation that I recorded with Ken Williams where we talked about his masculine journey as he overcame homosexuality and porn addiction. In our conversation, Ken openly talks about how he struggled for decades with the shame and the confusion of same-sex attraction. He describes his fight against depression and suicide before finally seeking God and getting on the path where he would eventually encounter God and his transformative power. Today, Ken consults with other people who struggle like he did with sexual brokenness and helps them journey with God to find their own wholeness and freedom. But it wasn't always that way with Ken. In our conversation, Ken talks about how as a kid, he could tell you exactly what the Bible said about homosexuality. He could point you right to the verses that explain why homosexuality is a sin. But all of that information and that knowledge that he had right in front of him, like every page that he would flip to, he knew exactly where to go. They just did not line up with his experience. He was saved. He prayed, he went to church, he tried to earn favor with God by trying to be perfect, but yet no amount of striving would take away the deep shame that he felt. Man, that that right there, everybody can relate to. So by the time that he was 17 years old, Ken was suicidal because he knew that he didn't want to live the life that he was living. 
And so much had happened to him over his formative years to affirm over and over that he did not measure up with the other boys. His identity as a boy being shaped into a man was continually questioned. And then it was altered by just those little small instances that went unchecked long enough to allow tragic lies to form within him. And that's that's like what happens to us, guys. It's not the big major events that take us down. It's like those little things that go unnoticed. Now, those lies in, in Ken's life repeatedly told him that he was damaged, that he was sinful, and they stripped away his innocence and the hope for restoration. Again, a place where so many of us find ourselves. So many of us find ourselves in this place where we just don't even know what to do. We don't know where to turn. We're at the end of ourselves. But man, is that a good place to be. From that place of brokenness, Ken was actually able to lunge for help. He needed help. So he sought out his parents. They got him a psychiatrist and he was able to see the crushing weight of his own theology, the theology that he had been clinging to for so long. And what does that crushing theology look like? Man, I can relate to this so, so well. It's that perfection mindset. It's that performance mindset. The fact that you think that your salvation completely relies on how much you can do for God and not what God can do for you. This led Ken to sit at the feet of a Christian psychologist that he says kept him alive for five years. And in that time, he discovered just how much he was actually trying to be like Jesus instead of just following Jesus. Are you tracking? His striving after God for change hindered him from seeing the grace that God actually was giving to him, the grace that me and you have access to. But over time, Ken actually began to cultivate that deep faith and an intimate relationship. Notice that. Notice the emphasis there, the deep faith and the intimate relationship with God as father and, and how that all extended past the rules, past instructions, past just reading your Bible, past just getting on your knees, past just going to church, going to Sunday school, doing godly activities and churchy activities and religious stuff. In that season, he discovered that God is a good God who must have a solution for homosexuality. That is huge. Our God has a solution for your brokenness. He has a solution for your fatherlessness. He has a solution for your, for your financial struggles. He has a solution for your porn addiction. He has a solution for your marriage. He has the solution. For Ken, that small realization and that shift in mindset was just enough to change everything for him. And like I said, guys, it's important for us to remember that no matter what we are facing, God always has the solution. It is up to us whether we will actually trust him long enough, get that, trust him long enough to see him bring about your victory because you're already victorious in Jesus. It's just that you are not in complete alignment with that. You might not see that yet. And so you clinging onto the Lord, knowing his truth and speaking out his truth as it is written in the Bible long enough, clinging to that, that is the real challenge. And so this biblical principle is actually perfectly parallel to all of this that I'm discussing here. It's paralleled in um, a story about King Jehoshaphat in 2 Chronicles 20. And I talk about this a couple of times here on the podcast, and it's one of my favorite Bible stories. And it's really the story of a king who emerges victorious. Why? Because of his reliance on God. Here was a, a king who was coming against an overwhelming and numerically superior enemy simply because he, he was victorious, simply because he believed that God had the answer and only God had the answer. In fact, that king prioritized intimacy with God as his strategy for warfare. So in the story, we read that King Jehoshaphat had a great multitude coming against him from Syria, but instead of running away, instead of giving in, instead of going to the next thing that would make him feel good, 
He shocks us with his dependency on God. And verse 12 of Second Chronicles 20 says this, for we are powerless before this vast army that comes against us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. Guys, God is in control and he is not a controlling God. Actually, you have all of the free will in the world to sin as you please. And that's a crazy thing to even think about. And although God hates it, he hates to look upon what sin does to you. He will not control an area of your life that you won't give over to him. That's just his nature. And Jehoshaphat shows us that one of the best things that you can do, one of the most strongest things you can do is this, admitting that you do not know what to do and then setting your face to seek God. Guys, that is not weakness. In fact, that is the position of true power and of true strength in which you can to turn all of your attention on him and acknowledge that only God has the answer. Do you see the repeating thing here? Now, this is where Ken experienced his radical transformation. And he says about this transformation, about this, these processes that he took, these steps that he had to take, he encourages guys to keep walking it out with the Lord until you actually get everything that Jesus died for, every single thing. And sometimes the victory comes in an instant. And I've talked about how that's happened in my life. And other times it actually comes from a series of instances, but whether it takes three, 30 or 300 steps, having your eyes, keeping your eyes on God is key. And this is what Ken did. One encounter after another with spiritual fathers, mentors that helped him usher this radical transformation that actually brought him to meet a woman. And that woman actually would later become his wife, who would later become the mother of his four children. God always has a solution. Ken explains that his journey taught him just how much homosexuality is actually an intimacy and relational problem. And as it turns out, intimacy and relational connection were just the solution that he needed to fix that problem. He says that as you endeavor to represent Christ, your victory will actually be found in knowing God intimately, right? There's that word again. And then actually being known by God intimately and being known by people in your community as well. And that involves real relationships with real men, with real problems. And guys, I've always talked about this, like relationships are messy, but we need them. And if you want to get well, if you actually want to thrive in your life, you can't do it alone. You're not meant to do it alone. You're meant to get around a community of guys who would be able to help usher you to your transformation. God does work miracles. But a lot of times those miracle comes from those that you decide to bring alongside you. Now, if you're having a hard time being able to build a community around you or get guys around you, I want to invite you to some of the free resources that we have on our website. Head over to thebecomingmen.com and you'll be able to see that we have uh, coaching opportunities for one-on-one or we have group opportunities where you get together with other men virtually. We also have the blog. We have the podcast. We do all of this. Guys, you are not alone please reach out and know that God has the answer. Now, the rest of the conversation that I had with Ken was actually more of a Q&A where I was able to ask him some very pointed and difficult questions about where homosexuality comes from and what hinders us from being able to like have a, a place and atmosphere where people are transformed and the things that he needed from a community of men, how like parents have such a large say in, in the children's sexual identities and, and like what we should be teaching children. And I invite you guys to go ahead and check that part of the episode out if you haven't done so already. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for tuning in. Keep doing the hard work. Keep pushing. Until next time, continue to march.